good, everybody? Welcome to the Daily Shot of Inspiration, the weekend interview series. I'm your host, Joe Longo. This week, we have a very special guest, my friend, Faith Hunter. Faith began her journey of self-discovery and healing in the early 90s, using yoga and meditation to manage the stress and emotional pain of losing her older brother to AIDS. Through mindfulness, personal reflection, and deep personal practices, Faith was able to release her fears and experience an awakening from within. Over the past 20 years, Faith has studied various approaches to wellness, including yoga, meditation, breathwork, and Reiki. Faith has been recognized for her work, gracing the covers of Yoga Journal twice, Om Yoga and Lifestyle, Origin Magazine, and Sweat Equity. She has also appeared on television shows such as Wendy Williams, The Real Housewives of Potomac, and in magazines such as Essence, Black Enterprise, Women's Health, Shape, New York, and Yoga Magazine. Faith is also the author of two books, her most recent being Spiritually Fly. She has a podcast called Spiritually Fly. She has an app, that's right, an app that will be out at the end of this month called Elevate. You can check out all of the links in the show notes to connect with Faith, follow Faith, get on her newsletter, practice with Faith, listen to her podcast, because I'll be on there as well. And allow this episode, this conversation, to uplift you, to inspire you. In this conversation, we talk about everything from Faith's past, her origin story, what got her to where she is today. We talk about the practice of Kundalini Yoga and how Kundalini Yoga has affected both of our lives, how it has shaped our lives. And we discuss everything that happened in the Kundalini Yoga tradition since 2020. And I want to preface this by saying we are ultimately speaking out of love. And we talk about just the silly, our silly minds and how our minds create these stories and they're just stories. And we talk about the freedom that actually opened up for both of us in our Kundalini practice after everything happened. This is a really fun conversation. Before we get into the episode, I promise I'm going to shut up really quickly, but I want to remind everybody that this Thursday, January 19th from 7 to 8.30 p.m., I am teaching a pop-up energy kundalini yoga class in Zoom. That's 7 to 8.30 p.m. East Coast time. If you want to join me, the link is in the show notes, or you can head to Stan dot store slash joe underscore longo one more time that is stan dot store slash joe underscore longo it's 20 bucks for the class we're going to move our body we're going to breathe we're going to set intentions and we're going to let go of the things that are no longer serving us you need no experience couldn't even think of what to say there but absolutely you need no experience this is perfect for anyone with any skill level. The podcast now has a subscription. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, it will be ad-free. There will be special bonus episodes. There will be meditations and oracle card reads and all kinds of good stuff for everyone that subscribes. That is only for Spotify listeners. You can hit the link that's in the show notes or hit the link that is directly in the Spotify app. And last but not least, 
the February Monday Night Mastermind registration will open up this week. That's right, it's opening up this week. A lot of people have been asking about it because they missed getting in to the January group. So if you want to be part of the February group, we're going to get together every February, every February, every Monday in February. There are four Mondays in February. We're going to hang out every Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. for group coaching, accountability, meditation, and really just to be part of a loving community. The investment for the Monday Night Mastermind group is $100 that also comes with a special Thursday night Kundalini class that will happen in February as well. All of the information is in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Got that glow I appreciate you all. Excellent. And now, all enjoy right. this so episode. We're, with we're gonna go. Hunter. We're ready. Right. Hey everybody. So you just heard that wonderful intro. I'm Joe. This is the Daily Shot of Inspiration weekend interview series and we are talking with Faith Hunter today, author, teacher, yogi, artist, all of the things, all of the things. How are you? And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I am doing wonderful. It is so good to see your face, to hear your voice, to all that. Yeah. Yes. It's so good to see you as as well. You know, since the um, pandemic happened and I stopped taking I still take pictures, but not like I did before, nor am I really looking to go photograph a yoga festival anymore. Either. <laughs> but I feel from that, like I haven't seen like the people that I would at least see like maybe once a year, mm. or, like, you know, every couple of months I haven't seen. So it's really nice to yeah. see you. And, and I'm looking forward to this chat and catching up and seeing what what you've been up to but really really quick and this is always hard but mm. can you can you can you tell the people that are listening just a little bit about who who are you faith oh my goodness jeez jeez louise um you know it's interesting that you asked me that because i i just relocated joe you're the first person to know this publicly so when you, when you release this i've been like totally in hiding uh, for the past two months or month and a half, maybe like a month and a half, but um, I have relocated. I am now living back in my home state. I am in the boot, <laughs> in the boot, and I am living in New Orleans, in NOLA, and where I graduated from grad school here at, Lo at Loyola, and this is actually the place where it all started. This is where my yoga journey started. Wow. So how appropriate that I'm chatting to you today. And that's the first question. So I started practicing yoga in the 90s when I was in grad school. My, my older brother was, di well, actually, both of my brothers were diagnosed with HIV, but my older brother was dying. Um, so a lot of people may already know a little bit about that. And when I graduated or in that process of moving through grad school, I started practicing. Right. Uh, I was stressed on so many different ends. And one of my friends was like, you know, let's, let's go take a yoga class. And I did. And I fell in love. It was a Kundalini yoga class. Mm -hmm. that's, so that's how long I've been practicing Kundalini. People don't realize that because I kind of kept it as my personal practice for a really long time. And so I moved to the East Coast. Worked in D.C., a nonprofit, and then got tired of doing HIV AIDS work and nonprofit work and community building and capacity building and technical assistance for nonprofits um, all over the U.S. I was doing this, but got tired of doing that, moved to New York. That was around 2001 when I relocated, went through 9-11. Mm. 
I was living on, a, on the Lower East Side, right? And then from then, that moment, I was just like, again, just moving through my own personal growth, I decided to become a yoga teacher. Um, I actually did a vinyasa training. Uh, my first training was vinyasa, and I loved it. I did it at Laughing Lotus, which I don't think it exists anymore. And then my cousin and my brother were like, hey, you should maybe check out D.C. again. So I was like, oh, let me go back to D.C. So I went back to D.C., continued working in nonprofit, opened up my first yoga studio in 2007, which was Shakti My Body, opened. And during that time, I was that's when I had my cover, uh, my first cover, uh, Yoga Journal. And that was in 2010. And then in 2011, opened up my second yoga studio, which was Embrace, had that for 11 years closed that baby down after the, like and I should say after towards the end of the pandemic so I closed that down in 2001 because I was done mm-hmm. um, I was done owning the yoga studio but in between 2003 and holy shit 2001 <laughs> so much happened I mean 2021 uh, uh, 2021 <laughs> thank you thank you 2000 2003 when I graduated from YTT and 2021, I did so much from being on the covers of magazines, interviews, um, inside magazines, doing books. Like I have a book that's out now. This is my second one. Um, touring. I mean, that's how I met you is on the road, you know, mm-hmm. and connecting with people and went literally around the globe. And, and I've been so blessed over this past 20 some, almost 20 years, um, <laughs> Jesus, but it's, it's been wonderful. And now I'm, I'm back in the boot. I'm back in new Orleans. I have an app that's, um, launching in, in two weeks and shifting and changing and letting go and moving forward. Yeah. It's that's such a beautiful story and what a journey. To, to flow on. I was looking at your your site a little earlier and I noticed 2007 is when Spiritually Fly was born. Yeah. And the book is also called Spiritual Spiritually Fly? Yes, it is. It is, yeah. And I l- love things like that because sure, we look back and we're like, wow, that was a long time. But it was a long time of work and mm. inspiration and dedication mm-hmm. that sometimes people on the outside don't see yeah. how long we've been in the game and how long we've been doing these things. And it's like, oh, she has mm-hmm. a book. Yeah, I've yeah. been writing it for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so it's- I, oh, sorry. I was going to say I love the name Spiritually, Spiritually Fly. Did that just pop into your head? Where, where does it come from? No, actually, one of my yoga students, when I was, I had my first studio that I mentioned in 2007, she, just to make the story really quickly, she was taking yoga. She was wonderful. Actually, I have this story in my book. Um, she was amazing and wonderful, but she came to my yoga studio one Sunday morning, which, I mean, again, I'm from the South, so I love Sundays, even though I don't go to church, mm-hmm. but I just love that spirit energy. It's, it's in me. And so I was teaching my yoga class on Sunday. She goes, Faith. I'm having a dilemma. I cannot come to the Sunday class anymore. I was like, girl, okay. All right. I guess I'll see you another day. And and then she wanted to keep talking about it. And so over the course of a week, she, you know, explained to me that she was having a dilemma because her pastor 
that literally was down the street in the neighborhood was like, why are you not coming to Sunday service anymore? Mm. We, we miss you. And she's like, well, I'm going to this yoga class. And so over a course of a week, she kind of, you know, did her own personal work and like just asked some deep questions. And so she showed up the next Sunday. I wasn't expecting her, but she showed up and she goes, the reason I'm here is because this practice that you're sharing is so spiritually grounded, modern, urban, fly. And I was like, spiritually fly? And I was like, I like that. And so I told my business partner that I had at the time, I was like, I'm changing the name of my class. It's no longer like the Sunday flow or yada, yada, yada. It's called spiritually fly. And she goes, what does that mean? I'll say, I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) it feels good. It feels right. And I've been leading with that. It started out as a yoga class. It merged into workshops when I started traveling. Um, It expanded into my own personal philosophy over time. It became my, my, my own personal mantra, like meaning I am spiritually fly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you are spiritually fly when you are grounded. And so I realized, like, like you said, over the course of years, it evolved as I grew, as I developed, as my teaching style developed, as the needs of my, my students developed. And it became this truly an expanded lifestyle philosophy that's based in personal development, spiritual connection, empowerment, self-love, and radical self-care. Mm, yeah. That a, a, sounds like a delicious dish right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it when you know, something like that happens, when you're not looking for it, no. and all of a sudden it just shows up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. So uh, the was the book just released this past year? 22, 21? It was t- released in 2021. 2021. Yeah. yeah, August 2021. And it's the second book. First book was it's, poetry. It's the second uh, the first book was poetry and a little journaling and um actually my cousin that lives here in New Orleans is the one that suggested I do that. And so I pulled that one together really quickly. I just pulled a collection of my po- my poems together, placed them in a book and created some journal prompts to go with it and then this book was gut sweat tears i birthed five children in the process (laughs) (laughs) spiritually fly was intense but i feel really lucky because throughout the process uh, meaning leading up to it i took a lot of personal notes and i did a lot of journaling Mm -hmm. and so when i went back to actually pull it together I really pulled on my, my personal notes um, and then a couple of interviews and reminders from family to help me through. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that happened in, in, I feel bad saying the apocalypse, but it's kind of what we've all been through, right? It was an yeah. uncovering. It right? was. So that happened. The new new app is coming out. Yes. So the shift from going home book, app, a whole little shift in your offering and making it more suitable to, and this is just coming through right now, just to feed your soul. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Like you really designed maybe your life over the last couple of years and you're like, this is how I, how I want it to be. 
wow, Joe, you're about to make me cry. <laughs> Dude, like, I... The way that you said that is, is absolutely correct. Like, from writing the book and being, like, having an amazing editor that was so supportive throughout the process and constantly reminded me that... I was amazing. I, I had a story to tell and that I was an expert because I had so much doubt um, mm. in that. Like people may not realize that, my God, you can teach 20 years and still be massively insecure. You can still. I, mean, I wanted to, to, to stop you right there and just be like, did everybody catch that? Because that's really <laughs> important that everybody here, that even someone that's been doing this for so long. Yeah can still have that little bit of imposter syndrome and thank you for for being vulnerable and sharing that with us yeah like i, I mean i definitely felt like an imposter i was like you know i'm not dharma mitra like it is like i'm thinking of like the ogs i mean I, i'm not krishna car you know like these are the people that that i look up to and so mm -hmm. you know that i feel like like the true ogs in this community and i was like i'm not them and so she's like no you are you you have something powerful that you have to share and so taking that chance and finishing the book and then from the book closing my yoga studio and not knowing what the next steps would be really was and really is even now is about feeding my soul and I know what has worked for me. I know what has worked for so many thousands of people around the world. Like not only just like a single yoga class or meditation, but people that have been consistent on their journey and they've used the practices and the methods and the techniques and the inspiration and the love that I put out into the world over the past almost two decades to shift their lives. And so right now the, the app, is taking the content that's in the book plus so much more and bringing everybody yoga, meditation, breath work, journaling, spiritual connection, because those are the things that have helped me. And it's not attached to one lineage. That's the other part because, I mean, you and I've talked, I've, I'm a Kundalini teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm a Kundalini student from the core. That's, that was, those are my roots. And, you know, though that practice has carried me throughout my entire life. So even when I'm teaching, like my students that were practiced with me in DC would know, like I would teach a vinyasa class. I'm like, all right, time for breath of fire. Okay, time for ego eradicator. Okay, are you guys ready for, you know, these stretch poses? And they're like, this is a vinyasa class let's get to it because i'm like i know it works mm -hmm. right and and dropping in a meditation here and there so um yeah and listen and i think which is really important and is listening to my own divine intuition and as i sit here i can see the mississippi river from my window mm -hmm. And knowing confidently that I am a fucking goddess and I have these divine healing tools that are within me and I'm ready to, to share even more of that. I fucking love that. Yeah. Oh, man, that was, that was powerful and you're doing it and it's 
so inspiring. And I, I, I definitely want to talk about this because I feel the same way about Kundalini. I think it's really interesting. My first yoga <laughs> class was um, just a regular yoga class, a mm-hmm. Hatha class, and I hated yeah. it. I was the only guy in <laughs> class. I couldn't do anything. I, and I, 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 I played college football, right? So I had this oh. like mentality, like I'm this big, strong man. And I remember going in the side plank and shaking, my whole body shaking. And all mm-hmm. the ladies in the room just being like, la-di-da-di-da, you know? And I'm, like my ego was so bruised, I mm-hmm. left. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And it was just like, there was no flow. It was like, we're in this pose and then we're in this. Like there was nothing fun about yeah. the class. <laughs> and then a couple <laughs> weeks later, a Kundalini teacher showed up at the studio. And my friend was like, you have to come. I know you said you were never going to come back, but you have to come. And I, as soon as we sat down, she made us rub our hands together and then play with that ball of energy. And mm-hmm. again, coming from, you know, the jock bro dude, not knowing anything. That was the first time I experienced energy. Wow. What year yeah. was that? That was 2001. 2001. Wow. Yeah. So that happened. And then she was like, we practice with our eyes closed. The fun, the songs are fun and sing songy. If you want to sing along, you can. And I'm like, I'd love to sing. And my eyes are closed and everybody's eyes are closed. What is going to happen? And then <laughs> class happened. And after class, I remember looking at my friend. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Where did I go? I didn't smoke anything, but I'm super stoned Super-er. right now. Absolutely. And I was like, and I was in it. I'm like, I'm in it. I'm here. Like I, that was it. Like it, it got me and yeah. I completely changed. And I know I can always go back to it. Oh. And I, I bring this up because I, I want to talk about everything that then happened at the beginning of 2020 with, with Yogi mm-hmm. Bhajan. Mm-hmm. Because I had no idea who Yogi Bhajan was when I started practicing. I could give a rat's ass about the guy, you know? Mm-hmm. No clue. Like I just showed up and did yep. it and had the experience and felt it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stayed with that the whole time, even when I did my training. Like they were like, Joe, are you gonna wear white? I'm like, No. Why? <laughs> yeah, like I was I was I, I was that did guy. Wear, did you wear black all the t- the whole time? No. Yeah. But I had one pair of white. I had one pair of white pants. Teacher training that was like that. They 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 have I think they have one pair of white pants and they, their shirts were colored every day. I had a sh- like a, some white te- you know some 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 Hanes V neck white shirts. <laughs> like I'm not gonna, you know like no I'm not doing this and I'm not growing my hair you know but I love the practice yeah um and it and it you know so I was always kind of like. I, I'm, I'm a Kundaloon, but I'm, I'm, I'm this guy, right? I just happen to have a white beard because it's white, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's just, this isn't on purpose. It's because I live in the Poconos and it's cold. Um, <laughs> so I kind of felt like I had, like, a foot in, yeah. enjoying, but not in it, like, mm. in it. Mm. So then when it blew up, I'm like, okay, cool, like, I've, felt I've always been breaking the rules and now I really get to break the rules and teach this beautiful practice my way hello right so yeah. it's like yeah like I've been like d- during my teacher training I got yelled at for playing my music like good music not just the kundalini improved <laughs> music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so when everything happened I'm like ah, oh, and I was torn I stopped singing the sunshine song oh you know, and I, like doing I have things. I to be honest, I never really liked that song. 
Well, I liked singing it myself and playing my guitar and <laughs> do, singing Aww. it my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, so, but it, I'm curious, how did that, how did it affect you when that world, and I think we all knew, because mm-hmm. there was rumors for There was rumors, yeah, yeah. Did it yeah. affect you or make you question, like, should I be still... Well, you know, it's interesting because kind of like you, when I was introduced to the practice, I, I simply showed up to a YMCA mm-hmm. and the, and it said yoga and that's what the yoga was. And the only other thing that I knew other than that type of yoga was Rodney Yee on PBS. So, uh-huh. I mean, I didn't really have anything to compare it to. And so all I knew is it worked. Like you said, it's like it, it kept me grounded. It helped me cry. It purged me. And I knew that there were practices. And I think this is what makes it so beautiful. Even if I learned something in class, the teacher would share it and tell us where we could go grab it. Or, you know, at that time, it was back in the 90s. She would mm-hmm. pass out a little piece of paper and say, this is the mantra or, you know, so it can be reminded or here's the, the Kriya that we did today. Like if there was a brand new one, she would share. And that's what I would take. And so throughout my, my yoga journey, I just kept coming back to almost this set of Kundalini practices that worked. And then when that came out, I didn't question the practice. Mm-hmm. I looked at this, the whole assessment and scheme of what was happening, the whole situation. I knew about some of the rumors and I was like, how does this impact me as a woman? Mm-hmm. And and then I and also being someone that owns a yoga studio and understanding misconduct and sexual um, abuse, especially within teacher with teachers and students, I've always been the person of like, if I even hear an inkling or a thought that someone is misusing their power, regardless if it is sexual if it is racial and you work for me, you are out of this joint. Like, and, cause I, I don't want it. Like, I don't, I don't even want this energy. This is a safe space for everyone. Um, regardless of what the claim may be, it's like, let's get down to the bottom of it. And so once I did the research, I was like, the practice works for me. I've been kind of teaching it the way I want to anyway, except for when I was in Kundalini training and, <laughs> <laughs> I use the tools. I mean, I use my intuition. I, I I follow from my from my hatha training, my hatha vinyasa training. We were all about the chakras and following that energy. And even at our two hundred hour hatha vinyasa training, there was a kundalini teacher that showed up and taught the chakras in my training. And so she brought that into my hatha training. So I was like. I'm just going to do what feels right. And I love the mantras. I love the sound current. They work. The meditations work. And you know what? What I'm teaching is Kundalini in a spiritually fly way. Yeah. I love it. My way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel the same way. Like I was like, I, I don't know if you know, um, Mahan Rishi Singh. He's lives in Pennsylvania um, he's a wonderful, you know, yogi from way back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. beard, the whole thing. And f- super sweet, like just this big ball of love. But back in the day, 
I would every time I would see him, I would be like, "Shit, is he gonna say something to me for doing something?" Like, I saw him at one of those like Sot Nam Fest festival yeah. things that, and um, he's also a photographer and takes beautiful pictures. Oh, okay. And and walking in like the second night, I was walking out. He was walking in. And he was like, "Hey, I want to talk to you later." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And no lie, I literally all night I was like, "Shit." What is he gonna say? He's gonna mm-hmm. say something because I'm not wearing white or, or I'm bald. <laughs> like my mind went everywhere. And then the next day I saw him and he pulled out this big, seventy to two hundred lens, a camera lens, and was like, "Look mm-hmm. at this." And he just wanted to share photography stuff with me. Aww. But in my mind, I had this whole yeah. story created, like because he, you know, he just looked like he floated on air, like very. You know, spiritual yeah. and holy. <laughs> wow, wow. I was like, I really thought you were going to yell at me for the way I teach. <laughs> mm, mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. No, I've, I've had those moments before. Where I was like, and even, you know, kind of coming back to the book, it's like even placing those practices in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I mean, I'm merging them with Hatha yoga. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, the med- teaching the meditations, even, you know, even when I do live streams, I teach them and I merge in journaling prompts. Mm-hmm. Same. It's what I worked do, like, for me. Right. Right. I'm just kind of like, this is the way it worked. And I often have gone back and like, why am I, why can I not be cool enough to come up with my own Kriya? You know, like why, why is this not? Like, why is he uh, the only one that was able to say, this is the exercises that go together? And then he opened what? up a book and you it's should. like, we're going to start in a giant, stupid backbend with Breath of Fire. I'm like, we're never fucking starting there. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what? I, I have to admit. And as we just geek out on Kundalini. Sorry, everybody. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to admit that I've come up with my own Kriyas. People mm-hmm. don't know it. They, yeah. I'm like, here's this Kriya. And then I'm like, because it's a cleansing, it works. I've, I've tested it out on me. I tested it out on my students. Mm-hmm. It works. And there you have it. Yeah. And I'm always like, I'm, I would never have you guys do something that I didn't do. Exactly. exactly. So if I'm enjoying it, then hey. So for everybody that's listening, go try Kundalini class. <laughs> Give it a go. It'll totally change your life. <clears throat> really, yes, it, it really will. So before we before we go, I would love to ask because I know yeah. you also, and I like I feel like we're just like this 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 connection that have, have was separated, right? Because yeah, you also yeah. f- um, focus a lot on manifesting, right, yes, and helping people create yes. their best reality. Mm-hmm. Like we and Faith, we're doing the same stuff. In I know, in I know. different worlds, but so much. And you didn't even know that I played in the Kundalini world. No, so I didn't awesome. know you played in the Kundalini world. I didn't know you read tarot. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and I didn't know you were like this super manifester. But <laughs> that, that, that's how we roll. The things that develop in the pandemic, okay, or not develop, <laughs> or exposed. Right, right. The things that come out. <laughs> Yeah. Which is great, but I think they all set us on this path of saying, this is what my soul needs. This is what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Because if the world can fall apart in a day, then I should just be doing what I want to do anyway. Heck yeah. So, you're manifesting. Is there any fun practices that you practice that you're like, this puts me, like this drops me in the flow to make shit happen? <laughs> um, well, 
I'm always about gratitude. You know, mm -hmm. my gratitude meditation is really important. Um, I mean, I'm always about the hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I mean, it, the Kundalini eyes dang, dang, brings me back every time. So people that can't see my hands, I'm like hitting my mound, <laughs> my moon mound over here. And, She's you showing know, the the prosperity, the prosperity, uh, the meditation. prosperity meditation. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just had a, a group coaching group from December that that was the big that was like the theme of the whole month, the prosperity meditation. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Back to no, you. No. No. Yeah. So. So yeah. I mean, that always brings me back. Um, there are a couple of other prosperity mantras and sound currents that that I love using, even if I'm playing them like in the house. Um, one thing I think is really important: journaling is always really important for me. I'm not big on making super specific lists, but I do make lists that have like a little detail. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also big on visualization. Um, I'm it's so weird. I I used to do vision boards, and it wasn't the vision board. I realized years later, it wasn't the vision board that allowed things to manifest. It was my my mind. Mm -hmm. And what I, you know, kind of struggling with constantly, right? This thing is, everything is a practice. This whole freaking life is a practice. Sure but is. what I'm constantly struggling, struggling with is this aspect of lack mentality um, is one of my big things. And this, worthiness and it's mm. so fun you got me telling all the tea baby <laughs> <laughs> but that again it's same same thing right like i struggle with that same thing the, the worthiness mm. right and that that lack of mentality yeah and yes. being like wait i'm allowed to have all of the things that i want yeah yeah and you know and it's interesting because i've you know being a yoga teacher you know back in the day it really wasn't that cool to like talk about money and like share what you're doing and you know mm -hmm. in terms of like any share like your your lifestyle right and i i you know i don't really talk about this a lot i didn't grow up poor i i grew up um upper middle class and i always had stuff i mean my parents worked really hard um both sets of grandparents worked really hard i mean they you know I'm probably the only person that doesn't own some land. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. I was like, I probably because I just bounced around and it was like, whatever. But, you know, but anyway, like, like from generations, generations before me, like great grandparents, grandparents, great grandparents, great, great grandparents owned property and land and whatnot, even though they were black and, and, and native, I mean, they, they had property. And so as I grew up, I only knew the best. And my parents were very supportive in making sure that we had even more. And f my father was really big on experiences. Mm -hmm. And because he, he was a world traveler, he was in the military, so he was around the world. And so he always wanted me to have experiences. And so that's always been my big thing. That's my property is like, I have experiences and it matched up perfectly with yoga. But as I think about the whole prosperity aspect of it is that I have to get over and I'm still getting over this aspect of shame that somehow stepped in when I became a yoga teacher. Interesting. Yeah. 
do, do you think it may be like that whole idea that the, this is and I, I don't want to be a smart ass but we hear it a no. lot sometimes this is supposed to be a free practice right like yeah. this was handed down you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean and i'm not saying that that is the the only reason um mm-hmm. i mean I've, def- I've definitely done some childhood regression stuff and re-examining and some really like checking in with myself around a lot of that is really around worthiness um that's a whole nother podcast though um <laughs> But when it comes to the the prosperity thing, I think it does come back to the fact that this it has been said that this practice should be free. And I, you know, I had one of my yoga teachers back in the day, and I can't remember. Um, I was living in New York at the time, and he was doing this workshop, and he said, thousands and thousands of years ago, there was an exchange. And there's an energy exchange. And if someone, a healer came, regardless of, you know, what service they were providing, they were given food, they were given a home, um, you know, whatever they needed as they were on their path of healing, right? Mm -hmm. And healing the community. And so now we deal in coins, okay? I I need my coins. (laughs) I'm unafraid to to ask for my coin. Well, sometimes I'm afraid to ask for my coins, but I'm unafraid in my mind. That, you know, to ask for my coins. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, looking back, I, I have to get over this aspect that I love luxurious things. That, that's really, allowed. Yes. Like it is my birthright. I was, right. I, I mean, it's like, you know, and it's everybody's birthright. If you, if you want that, right. If you have that desire to be in this place of whatever you consider luxury, like, cause that definition is very fluid mm-hmm. and, and looks different. Prosperity looks different. Abundance looks different from everyone, but never deny yourself. Right. Never suppress yourself. And, and, and I've, you know, it's really interesting. I've done the negative talk in my own head. Mm-hmm. I've allowed myself to be in some relationships that downplayed, I mean, I'm going to really put it out here, that downplayed the homes that I've lived in. And mm-hmm. like, how are you, you know, a yoga teacher and you, you, you want to have all this? And I'm like, cause it's comfortable mm-hmm. and I like it. And I work really hard. Right. I work really hard. And that experience, that knowledge, that that soul and that love that I'm giving, there's an energy exchange. And, you know, there's this woman I listen to. She's always talking about love and money flowing the same path. So I'm always thinking, how much do I love myself? Mm-hmm. Because those moments when I look back is those moments when I haven't been loving myself. Yeah, my bank that, account. That's when it drops. I think if we can accept whatever it is that we like and enjoy yeah. it, and right? Enjoy it. And I, I just was saying this earlier. Like I, I feel we need to. Um, what? What? How? How is this? Um, the law of infinite abundance. Mm. The law of increase is that we need to increase the things that we enjoy. So if you want more happiness in your life, you are going to add more happiness into your life. Yeah. Right? So if we want to increase anything, we need to be doing the things that we enjoy. So it's almost doing a disservice. If there's, if you were like, I like these things to mm-hmm. then say, wait, no, I'm not, I, but I can't like those things. 
it's literally like you're doing a disservice to your soul by saying no you no we're not supposed to like that yeah you know but if we you can know, i have a question for you and <laughs> because i know you do this manifesting <laughs> Yeah. I'm always looking for a new technique. Like, what? What is something quick? That is it? That what you're saying, or the, the, you know, is there something else? To take on the form, take become what it is that you wish to be. Mm, okay. Right. So this this may like I I feel strange saying this, but this has just happened to me since December eighth, and it is right now January 9th. Okay. So in a month, in a month of this, so you. <clears throat> I've been on social media for a really long time. My Instagram flatlined many years ago and was hovering around like 4,000, 5,000, crossed over 5,000. I'm like, okay, cool. This is neat. A year and a half ago. I'm like, okay, whatever. On December 8th, I, I made my little list of things that I want to bring in. Knowing that I need to take on the form of whatever it is that I'm writing down on that piece of paper. Mm. Right? So... I wrote down, I want to grow the podcast. I want to grow my word of the year's growth. So it was coming with this growth, right? I want everything. I want growth in every aspect of my life. And in doing this, I was like, okay, I want to be this guy. I want to be the guy that has the podcast that is the coach. And I'm looking at my coaches, right? And people that I worked with. So I studied with John Kim, the angry therapist. And I look at John, I'm like, okay, there's nothing different between me and John. Nothing at all. Why can't I do that same thing? Like I'm doing mm. it. What does it what would it feel like to be that coach, right? To have that social presence, to have that podcast. Really take on that form, right? I am the coach. I am I have the social media presence. I have all of these things that these people that are already doing it have, right? So finding the people that are doing it so my brain realizes mm. that I can do it. Cuz literally outside of us living in different parts of the country, there's no difference between me and those two guys. Nothing yeah. at all. Right. Yeah. We're all human. We all have the same skill set. So hovering around 5,000 followers, writing down, I want 10,000, just meaning I want to hit 10,000. Tonight, I'll probably hit 16,000. <gasps> so within a month, I've gained 10,000 followers by taking on the form, saying this is what I do and owning it because I was like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. Yeah, and I do this stuff on social, but I am a coach, and I try to sell people on my coaching, but I kind of like tuck away the things that I actually enjoy doing, right? So I love doing this. I love being in uh, on a microphone. I love recording my podcast. Yeah. I love making, yeah. pulling pull in the oracles. Like, that feeds my soul. So in mm. doing those things, just by feeding my soul, like a love language, right? My soul likes to be seen, and by owning it, taking on the form, finding the people that are doing it within a month, right? I wrote down 10K Instagram. Little did I know that it would have been a 10,000 increase, right? I was just shooting for 10,000 followers, and I literally got 10,000 10, new followers. Wow. Wow. So, so you're doing this in your mind. You're feeling it in your body, and you are almost embodying it in like, like you said, kind of like the love aspect, like really. So are you stepping outside your comfort zone? You know, because actually being, no, being I'm, seen, I mean, how, how does, well, I, I figure I feel out like I'm the, interviewing you right now. No, that's Sorry, okay. This is great because hopefully this, this, this helps, helps everybody listening. So what <laughs> I did, I started looking at my bat at my past, at my childhood and finding things that I enjoyed doing 
but that I really enjoy doing. When I couldn't fall asleep, my mom would play me Barry Manilow albums and I would sing along. I'd mm -hmm. love to sing. They got me this plastic record player with a fake microphone and I would dance around and, and sing. There's a picture of me and my mom doing the Michael Jan Jackson thriller dance, right? In 88, <laughs> or 83, whenever it came out, the cut up wow. shirts, all of it. Um, and all of these things, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, I like performing. I like being seen. I like mm. being in front of the camera. I was never one of like, no, don't take my picture. I'd be like, yeah, come on, take my picture, right? Like, I would rather be on the stage, be the party, than go to the party. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm that kind of person. But when I really figured that out and was like, oh, wait, I love doing this. And it, taking that love and putting more effort into it or putting yeah. more effort into my podcast because, like, I love this. Instead of just being like, oh, I have a podcast and I have free time, so I'm going to do it. I changed that perspective. Like, no, part of this is what I do. And I mm. love it. You know, so yeah. that whole, I, I connect it to what fed my soul and dove into it. So it's like, find mm. your strengths, right? And dive into them. Yeah. Being yeah. true to yourself. And I mean, it's like everything that everybody teaches us. Do what you love. And it's like everything will start, start flowing in. And it's like, we start, start stop worrying about, where the client's coming from, where the work's coming from, mm. and just be, right? If I just be that person, the clients start showing start up. showing up. Yeah, absolutely. But it's the hard thing to get the mind into the space of I am this, right? And then gratitude. I'm so happy and thankful that X, Y, and Z is happening, and mm. it feels amazing. And yeah. when we say that, right, like I'm so happy and thankful that I've got We'll now say 20,000 new Instagram followers, yeah. and it feels amazing. And as soon as you say it, it feels amazing, you just get a smile on your face. And you're like, yeah, this fucking feels this amazing. Feels amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, my God. I, I think that's the trick. Like, that is the, the trick. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Become that, that what you wish to be, and you'll, mm. you'll be it. And love it. Then do those things that you love, and then yeah, yeah. and find yeah. the things that you love. Like, look, mm -hmm. ask yourself. Like, take a journey into your childhood, and you're like, "What did I stop doing because someone picked on me?" Ooh, ooh, right. Like, wow. what did I love doing on the schoolyard, and then Bobby made fun of me, so then I stopped doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's where it's our like gold is is hidden. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Faith, this was so great. My God, so are you pulling great. a card for me today? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Excellent. In, in, I was in, hoping in, you were. I was like, I, look, I'm like going, you see shuffling those cards. Yes, I, uh, I am. But but you're going to give me the number of the card that we're going to pull. So what number is in your head? <clears throat> Five. Maintain your childlike spirit. Maintain your childlike spirit. With a wow. beautiful girl swinging on, uh, swinging on a swing. I mean, wow. we all maintain our childlike spirit. That's crazy. And we were just talking about that. That's how it works. About... I love it. <laughs> this was so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. For of everybody course. that's listening, please go follow Faith. All of her links are in the show notes. Is there anything you are, have coming up really soon that you want to plug? This is going to be out like Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Well, look out for, well, you definitely need to join my email, but on January 23rd, the app is dropping. Come and check it out. Come in there. It's just so many beautiful practices. Again, there are 
practices that are in my book that I've pulled and put them actually live meditations, journaling prompts, yoga practices that are inside the app. And yeah, coming up, we're going to be doing um, some more meditation and breathwork training um, in the spring. And then I am also launching a life kind of like coaching mentoring program. And um, again, pulling things from my 900 years on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Faith's been for everybody listening. Thank you all for being here. I'll, I'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day.